Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. This is the first comedy special of Micro Season 2. Tired of 2021 and the drudgery of modern life? Stay a while. Kick up your feet. You won't get away, but you might get back together with your ex. First up is a very practical and very sensible relationship move in our opinion. It's called 13 Reasons I Got Back Together with My Ex During the Pandemic. It was written by Miriam Jayaratna and published by Little Old Lady Comedy on September 21st, 2020. Enjoy! Thirteen reasons I got back together with my ex during the pandemic. One, he lives with his parents. This used to embarrass me, but now I understand that he's putting frugality before dignity in these uncertain economic times. This is someone I can build a life with. Two, he rocks the caveman aesthetic with his unkempt hair slash beard. This guy's way too safety-minded to set foot inside a barbershop. He's never said why he doesn't shower, but I trust there's solid science behind that, too. Three, He's DTF, down to FaceTime. He always said this was better than a long subway ride to visit me in Brooklyn, and now I agree. Four, he refuses to hold hands. Commitment issues, schmimitment issues. As we all learned in sex ed, hand touching is a pernicious gateway to face touching, is a pernicious gateway to the ICU. Five, he's between jobs, feeling hashtag blessed to have the quality time together. It's not his fault people don't want their meth dealers in their homes right now. Six, he refuses to take me to a bar or restaurant. He bravely flouts traditional courtship rituals for the sake of our health. I've come to cherish our cozy date nights in his parents' TV room. Seven, he won't introduce me to his friends. His friends work in schools, buy their groceries in person, and go to the dentist. Um, no thanks. He's doing me a favor by keeping those typhoid Marys and Marios away from me. Eight, he talks to his exes regularly. You know, I think everyone is just realizing how precious all relationships are right now, especially late at night after scrolling through old Facebook pictures. Nine, his social life is largely comprised of online gaming. In-person socializing is a total deal breaker, so I love that he's making this socially responsible decision to play Fortnite 24-7. Ten, he's taking classes online. With the economy in the sewer, now is the ideal time to learn a new trade. I used to think online universities were a total scam, but the Harvard master's program in Rick and Morty critical theory seems totally legit. 11. He runs for the shower immediately after we have sex. I appreciate that when it comes to getting physical, anyone could be the bad kind of super spreader. It's nothing personal. 12. He carries a flask with him at all times. He's assured me that the days of secretly swigging vodka to get through his niece's violin recitals are behind him. This is him being creative in the face of the sanitizer shortage. 13. He suggested going on vacation in his Uncle Jim's RV. We're excitedly planning our road trip to David Foster Wallace's birthplace in Ithaca. No man of mine is going to take me on a jet blue germ rocket or a floating carnival death trap. Miriam Jayaratna is a clinical psychologist and comedy writer based in New York City. You can find her on Twitter at Jayaratna with three H's 
or on her website at miriamjayaratna.com. Our second piece descends through the micro clouds straight from the heavens. It's called God Updates His LinkedIn Title to Content Creation Ninja. It was written by Gracie Beaver Karras and published by The Hard Times on July 18th, 2021. Enjoy. God Updates LinkedIn Title to Content Creation Ninja. Heaven. Local divine and benevolent deity, God, updated his LinkedIn profile yesterday, changing his title to Content Creation Ninja in the first step to rebrand himself and his organization, according to sources. God is a household name, said Jet Johnson, the career coach God hired for the strategic initiative. Brilliant dude. He invented, like, life as we know it. But he hadn't updated his LinkedIn for literal millennia. He's rapidly losing networking opportunities to Satan, who lured in connections with drugs, rock music, and some kind of demonic SEO. If God wants to be number one in the LinkedIn search results, he needs to stand out with an aggressive modern personal brand like content creating ninja or at least a multitasking rock star. God's LinkedIn page now states that in his role as supreme ruler of heaven and earth, he is also a commandment maverick, chief smiter, and literal evangelist. I just want to stay relevant, said God, who at Johnson's recommendation changed his profile picture from a Renaissance painting to a selfie holding a fish of his own creation. My personal brand was all old white guy with a penchant for flooding the earth, and it was not landing with potential connections. Like, yeah, I did ask an employee to sacrifice his son to me, but I'm actually just a rad celestial being you'd want to grab a beer with. This new hip lingo helps represent what I'm really about, and it's working out. Recruiters' prayers are already up 36%. St. Peter of the Pearly Gates, formerly God's senior VP of HR, now titled Topworthy Soul Guru, embraced the changes. My job here is to get the right people on the bus, and by that I mean the divine bus that takes the redeemed to heaven. We need to make an afterlife in paradise cool again, and that starts with the big man himself. I mean, his corporate mission statement is over 2,000 years old. I think we can all agree he desperately needed a makeover, yeah? At press time, Johnson had just recommended that God enlist Jesus to do some parent-child dances on his TikTok. Gracie Beaver Karras is a Pacific Northwest-based humor and fiction writer who's been published in McSweeney's, Slackjaw, Flash Flood Journal, and other outlets. You can find her on Twitter at Beaver Karras. With children and teachers across the country going back to school, our final piece is all too familiar, like the clacking of a macaroni necklace that your child insists that you wear. It's called As a Superhero Teacher, I Can't Wait to Sacrifice My Unvaccinated Life for Your Child. It was written by Summer Custer and published by McSweeney's on February 16th, 2021. Enjoy. Many teachers' unions across the country are insisting that teachers be vaccinated before reopening schools. 
Honestly, I just, I don't understand my fellow educators. Did they forget that we're superheroes? I mean, I have a bumper sticker, mug, and pencil eraser that says I'm a superhero. If novelty shops can accept this truth, why can't everyone else? As a teacher, why wouldn't I sacrifice my unvaccinated life for my students? Blessed as I am with superpowers, it is my moral obligation to field sneezes and coughs so that parents can pee in peace and wear cute pants without the peril of getting covered in Elmer's glue. Mere mortals can't survive the danger of working with little humans. Look at the poor parents drowning at home, pulling their hair out. They need a break. They need therapy. They need someone to serve them a bologna sandwich with the crust cut off to clean up the mess after they paint their feelings all over the wall with chalk pastel and to tell them that they should be proud of their work. Teachers, on the other hand, do not. We are David, and this crisis is a Goliath that only superhumans like us can defeat. Victory calls. No, we we do not need a vaccine first because there is no time to waste. The fate of humanity rests on our shoulders. Come on, teachers, we can do this. We've done it before. COVID's got nothing on the mental and emotional toll of psyching up our bodies to be human shields in the event of an active shooter. We've wiped noses, dried tears, and doled out hugs during flu season after traumatizing our students with active shooter drills. We've nearly exploded our bladders and sacrificed our lunch so hungry students could eat. We've sprayed down every surface with bleach until we saw double and perforate our esophagi. Just as Batman fights the Joker and Spider-Man battles the elementals, teachers confront the black mold and asbestos that lurk in our classroom walls. Why do we do it? We do it for love. Free bumper stickers and Facebook posts expressing how much everyone values us during this time while they send their unvaccinated children back to school. We do it because we are modern-day superheroes who make on average $60,000 a year with six-plus years of higher education debt and interest that we're still paying off. So, teachers, let's buck up and stop crying about not getting vaccinated. Instead, let's put on our capes, double masks, and face shields, and set up some plexiglass and a couple of HEPA air purifiers. Well, okay, maybe not um, HEPA filters. We can't afford those. Look, the world needs superheroes, and we must answer the call. It's selfless work, but someone has to do it. Besides, just think of all the thoughts and prayers that will be lavished upon us. Summer Custer is an award-winning poet from Juneau, Alaska, who writes, teaches, and grows vegetables to feed an army of slugs. You can find her on Twitter at SummerIsFeral, on Instagram at SimSumma, or on her website at SummerCuster.com. Micro is edited and curated by Dylan Evers. Our social media is managed by fellow curator M.M. Kaufman, and the show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. You can find all of the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published, as well as a transcription of this episode in the show notes. Find more of our shows wherever you listen to podcasts, check out our website at micropodcast.org, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening. <laughs>